From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, August 11th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Interstate 71 has reopened in Clinton County after a police standoff. An armed man wearing body armor was involved in a chase and standoff with multiple law enforcement agencies after he attempted to breach the FBI building in Cincinnati this morning. The Ohio State Highway Patrol says he led troopers on a chase for several miles on northbound I-71. At one point, suspected gunfire came from inside the suspect's vehicle. The suspect exited the interstate at State Route 73 and traveled eastbound briefly before coming to a stop when he then reportedly exited his vehicle and exchanged gunfire with police. This incident comes as officials warn of an increase in threats against federal agents in the days following a search of former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. Near the Ohio border, an Indiana police officer was critically wounded and a man was injured in a shootout following a traffic stop last night. ONN's Dave James has more. State police say Richmond Police Department officer Sierra Burton stopped a 47-year-old man who was riding a moped. After stopping him, Burton's canine partner detected possible narcotics. While officers were speaking with the man, he allegedly pulled out a gun and shot at police, wounding Burton. Other officers returned fire and the man was apprehended following a brief foot chase. Burton, a four-year veteran of the Richmond Police Department, was hospitalized in Dayton. Dave James, in News. North of Dayton, Butler Township Police Chief John Porter has provided an update on charges against the suspect in the shooting deaths last week of four people. Porter said the suspect, 39-year-old Stephen Marlowe, faces eight counts of aggravated murder, four counts of aggravated burglary, and a weapons charge. He was arrested over the weekend in Kansas and is awaiting extradition. It took a tremendous amount of effort and amazing teamwork to bring him into custody. I would also like to give a huge thank you to the Lawrence, Kansas Police Department for receiving our information and taking him into custody peacefully. Funerals for two of the victims were held Tuesday. The other two funerals are scheduled for Friday. The man convicted of raping and trying to kill a 7-year-old Hardin County girl is now appealing his sentence. ONN's Brittany Bailey reports. Charles Castle filed that appeal this past Friday, and you may recall he was convicted on 16 counts and sentenced to 10 years to life, plus 35 years. He kidnapped the little girl from her home last November. She was found nearly two days later in the basement of an abandoned farmhouse. I'm Brittany Bailey. A Cincinnati mom is in trouble for allowing her six-year-old child to drink alcohol, and it was all caught on video. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. Surveillance video capturing an Ohio woman's reaction when she caught a six-year-old boy downing alcohol in her workplace. The drink that little boy is holding is a Smirnoff Ice. An employee at the gas station spotted the drink and asked the boy if he knew what it was. He told her he and his mom drink it all the time. The worker immediately called 911. I just wanted to take him home. I was like, I'll take care of you, you know, just because it's, it's not his fault. It, it hurt my feelings really bad. Yeah, the woman with that little boy told deputies it was an accident, but those deputies later checked in on her home where they found that same little boy drinking another Smirnoff ice outside. Police arrested the mom. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The union representing Columbus City School teachers, the Columbus Education Association, has filed notice with the state of its intention to strike. ONN's Kevin Landers has more with Regina Fuentes, who is a spokesperson for CEA. So what does that mean? It basically tells the school board they're being put on notice that a strike is coming. However, it doesn't mean a strike is necessarily imminent. The union tells me they still have to have a mass vote to decide if they want to strike, and that will happen when their contract expires on August 22nd. 
I just spoke to the spokesperson for the union. Here's what they had to say. The district said, you know, we gave our final offer July 28th. That's what we're willing to offer. And they walked away yet again. Now, the school board is saying that going on strike does nothing but hurt the students of the Columbus City School District. I'm Kevin Landers. President Joe Biden signed the PACT Act yesterday. The full title of the measure includes the name of an Ohio National Guard soldier from the Columbus suburb of Pickerington. ONN's Olivia Eugenio reports. Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson died two years ago after battling cancer for three years. He was exposed to toxic burn pits while serving in Iraq. His wife Danielle says doing this in his memory is an honor. It's been a very emotional ride today knowing you know that Heath wasn't here with us but we're honoring him today. Danielle Robinson and her daughter Brielle joined the president for the signing of the PACT Act, legislation that will expand federal health care services for millions of veterans exposed to toxic burn pits. I'm Olivia Eugenio. Many school districts around Ohio need bus drivers. What does it take to qualify? ONN's Tracy Townsend explains. We checked to see the Ohio laws and the administrative codes and the Ohio Department of Education. So here's what we found. There's a list of requirements. Applicants must be at least 21 years old. You have to have a minimum of two years driving experience a current and valid commercial driver's license, a CDL, and a negative pre-employment drug test. I'm Tracy Townsend. The Cleveland Browns continue to deal with uncertainty over their new quarterback, who has been found in violation of the league's personal conduct policy, stemming from sexual misconduct involving massage therapists. ONN's Dave Holmes has more with Cleveland Browns radio play-by-play announcer Jim Donovan. The Cleveland Browns open the preseason on Friday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Deshaun Watson will start a quarterback. If he's eligible, I feel that will be the case. He'll go in and he will play. How much, I don't know. But if he plays, you'll also probably see the number one offensive line of the Browns play, too. That would be important to keep him upright and healthy. Watson is currently locked in a battle with the NFL, which is trying to extend his six-game suspension. I'm Dave Holmes. Inflation is making it harder for food banks to help people. ONN's Isabel Lawrence in Cleveland reports. The Greater Cleveland Food Bank is serving more people now than at the height of the pandemic in 2020. A job inflation is making harder. One example, Thanksgiving turkeys. Jess Morgan with the food bank says last year they spent about $1.29 a pound. This year it was up to one fifty-four. We're having to spend about $130,000 more this year on turkeys than we did last year. I'm Isabel Lawrence. A General Motors car is about to cost $1,500 more, whether you like it or not. GM is now making a three-year subscription to OnStar mandatory. Their vehicles have come with it already installed in the past, but you didn't have to subscribe to the service unless you wanted to. Now you have to pay for it even if you opt out. The city of Toledo will soon end its COVID-19 water shutoff moratorium and resume regular operations. ONN's Amy Steigerwald has more with Toledo's Commissioner of Utilities Administration, Cindy Geronimo. September 1st is the day the city of Toledo will end their temporary ban on water shutoffs. Toledo was the first water utility in Ohio to put a shutoff moratorium in place during the pandemic, and that was back in March of 2020. We really have uh, worked collaboratively to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help folks because we want to make sure people continue to have water. Officials share with us that Toledo is the last city here in Ohio to end its shutoff moratorium. Amy Stagerwald in Toledo.
And after a public vote that raised more than $10,000 for conservation efforts, the baby rhinoceros born in July at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo now has a name. Dahlia, who turned one month old earlier this week, got her name through an online fundraiser during which guests could cast a vote for the name they liked best by making a donation to the zoo's Daniel Maltz Rhino Reserve. After a month spent bonding with her mother, Kabibi, Dahlia is now available for guests to see at the zoo's outdoor rhino habitat. The donations raised will go toward vital efforts to protect rhinos in the wild. Dahlia's species, the eastern black rhino, is considered critically endangered, with fewer than 750 remaining. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland, for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.